Hi, welcome. I'm Joe Posnanski, and with me, Molly Knight. Hi. Molly. I'm Molly Knight. <laughs> hey, Molly. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Joe? It's the first Molly and Joe show. This is so I exciting. Can't believe it. <laughs> it's exciting. So I wish we, we were meeting under better circumstances. I know. But... Well, we we need to meet under all circumstances. This yeah. is really how this needs to go. Uh, very exciting. We are here. We're going to try to make a little sense out of this crazy baseball lockout. We we figure. Hey figure everybody's out there going what the heck is going on we're both getting flooded with questions from people that we don't know the answers so we're we're gonna we're gonna talk it over a little bit right (laughs) right and where are you located right now i am right now in charlotte north carolina and you are in in los angeles california so all all sides represented you know we're we're uh, i guess we're coastal elites but we are um... coastal elites we're on both sides of the country (laughs) Uh, but, uh, but, you know, look, I, I think this is, this is really, this could be really useful because I do think people, you know, hardcore baseball fans have sort of a vague idea of what's going on, but yeah, most people are either like, what, what, what? how could you right. even have a lockout? There's no season. Like what's going on? Like, there's no, why are they doing this? So, so why don't we, why don't we try to break down this, this whole thing down just a little bit. And maybe the best way to start is. Uh, by sort of maybe explaining what the heck this even is like, yeah. you know, some people are saying what the players walked out or whatever. So let's right. explain a little bit about what this means, what, where we are right now. Yeah. So there are two w- ways of looking at it, I guess. I mean, what, if the players had walked out and refused to negotiate in good faith or it, it, that would be called a strike, right. um, but that's not what's happening. A lockout is like it's a it's a mechanism that the owners can can um, enforce, I guess, is a is a is the correct word um, to continue to negotiate in good faith. Nobody is no matter what, you know, each side says about the other. There actually are mechanisms where you can go to like the the union could go to like national labor unions and say these guys are not negotiating in good faith. They're robbing us blind and and actually go to litigation over it. But this is just a way to say we're taking this very seriously. We're locking you out of team facilities. We want to we, we want to expedite this. And we believe that the owners are saying we believe that a lockout is the quickest way to get an agreement made. Right. That's what the owners are saying. They're saying that that this is actually the way the commissioner put it, like, this is good news because we're, yeah. we're, we're trying to move the process along. The players are not necessarily in agreement with that, but we should say what this actually means. Cause there's nothing going on as they say, uh, right. but it does mean teams will not be negotiating with players over, right. well, during the lockout. It does mean that when you go weirdly enough to your favorite team site on <laughs> MLV.com, that you will see no players on there. There will be no players likeness. There's no, and I, I've talked to a few people about this and and they say that, that, uh, that MLB says legally, that's what they have to do, that they, that they are, that they are, uh, they have their hands tied. They cannot have players likeness on there during a lockout. So it's weird, yeah. right? You go yeah, to Yeah, it's these... like when you when you miss picture day at school and they just like have this gray like gray area. human and, face. And Molly Knight is not pictured, right? Like that's not all they <laughs> Yeah, that's the exactly. entire New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah. So that's really weird. But other than that, generally they still can talk to managers and still hire managers and do all of that. Teams can, yes. Teams can. Players right? Teams can. Players cannot have anything right. to do with it. But uh, so there are like a few things, but like right now, for instance, I'm, I went to the Dodgers site 
uh, just to kind of give people an idea of what that's like. And it's Gil Hodges is, is still the headline, yeah. even though, right? Even though he went to the Hall of Fame on Sunday. That's okay. He's still the headline. Yeah, Gil. Good. Isn't that great news, though? Oh, my it's God. Awesome. So that great. was like the one thing Vince Scully, I swear to you, that is the one thing Vince Scully wanted to see before he died was Vince, yeah. was Gil Hodges going into the Hall of Fame. And he's been so vocal about it for so long. And I am I grew up worshiping Vince Scully. So if that's sure. his, his Christmas wish, it's my Christmas wish. So Agreed. Agreed. So happy about that. So then, and then they've got something about Gary Sheffield's years on the Dodgers because because they can't they can't <laughs> oh, write yeah. about former players, right? So they can't do anything. Yeah. So anyway, oh, so yeah, the Gary Sheffield years when they went to the playoffs exactly <laughs> zero times. <laughs> Yeah. So, so that's what we've got uh, going on. So that is what the lockout means. And the lockout, um, you know, is, is obviously it's an owner uh, driven thing because the players, there's no real advantage to going on strike until there's something to strike. Right. So, so that's the idea is that at least from the owner's perspective, let's cut this off before there are games involved and, and, and the players, uh, start having a little bit of uh, more control. So, right. so that's what it is. So now I think we should try our best. And I know you, you have come yeah. completely prepared for this. I'm I've so come, excited. I've, I've taken notes. I think the thing that really, that, that fans might not understand and realize and what really bummed me out is yes, we all know no sign, no free agent signings. And like, you know, if a GM of a team is tight with his third baseman, like he can't go to his wedding next week, yeah. that kind of thing. But what really bummed me out was like, say you're injured and you're rehabbing Tommy John surgery or blown Achilles, like so many of our favorite players, right? Like Ronald Acuna, sure. um, Jacob DeGrom's rehabbing. I mean, these guys, Mike Trout's been rehabbing, like they need that. They can't do that at team facilities. And then on top of that, say you're going through some kind of like health and wellness, like say, say you get uh, mental health counseling or right. just whatever treatments like um, basic maintenance treatments like um, like massage uh, whatever they do strength and conditioning they can't do that either so I'm just like okay that's not good I mean no. these guys are going to go off and find work with whoever they can work with but they're technically not allowed to t- even get even talk to their teams right now about right. who they should go work like that's just like this is like some this is like stone ages. Yeah. Shit, you know, yeah. Like I'm I, not about, about this at all. No, I agree. I mean, it, it, that is, it's, it's, it's really does bum, bum me out too, that yeah. uh, there, this is the, that word lockout. They have been locked out. I mean, yeah. that is, that is a hundred percent true. So let's talk a little bit about what, what this is all about. And here's, here's where the world famous Molly Knight notes come involved, which is yeah. so exciting. Uh, we, we, we could sum it up in one word and it's money. Of course. Money, 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 money machine go burr. Um, <laughs> players want, uh, players want to, you know, raise the league minimum salary. Right. The owners have gotten so much richer over the last 10 years and the players' salaries have been stagnant. Um, they want the, the, the salary cap, the, uh, whatever the luxury, the luxury tax, tax right. to be done away with or, lo- or, or, you know, have less, uh, relevance on hurting players who sign, say with the Yankees, the Dodgers, the rich teams then have to right. pay twice. Um, they want, they want more information. They want more transparency on revenue sharing. I mean, for instance, like the Pittsburgh pirates, they, their payroll last year was $54 million they received $50 million in national television revenue and they received $40 million in local television revenue. That's $90 million before a ticket is sold. Yeah. Where's the money going? And there's all this like, 
and I think that Manfred, I mean, I trash him all the time, but um, he's done a pretty good job in keeping um, the, the acrimony between the big market teams and the small market teams out of the public view, because if I'm the Yankees or the Dodgers and I'm having, or, and the, or those are the teams I bring up because they're frequently over the luxury tax and have to spend money. Sure. It's like, where's that money going? You're right. saying that I'm paying this money. I'm paying 40 million to go to the pirates because we, because the, we want a better product. We want the pirates to be more competitive. Those owners are just, you know, stacking that cash. Like what is, what are they doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and teams are so, I mean, the only thing, and, and this is another thing that bugs me is, um, this is just a Molly Knight grievance uh, half hour. Um, <laughs> the only thing we know are player salaries. We don't know how much owners make and they it's, it's designed that way. We might be able to see attendance, but they've established like all these real estate holdings and all these different ways they can move money around and show, show losses and claim poverty. And it's like, it, no one's buying what they're selling. So right, right. players are pissed. They want more money. The owners, they want to win. They kind of got screwed over in the last um, bargaining session. And, you know, they, they want players to hit free agency sooner. Um, they don't want, uh, you can chime in. I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm just listing my grievances. But, oh, um, you're hundred percent right. Well, let's talk some, some, some uh, specifics about some of these things, because here's something you and I have written quite a bit about, but it's, it's definitely at the heart of this thing. So the structure of salaries in baseball yeah. have long been uh, ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And for a while it worked in, if you were able to sort of sustain a career. So the idea was, you were grossly, grotesquely underpaid your first three yeah. years. And, yeah. and then all, all together, your first six. But your first three years, you could be paid the minimum. Like the teams owed you nothing more than what they wanted right. to pay you. And right. then you went to the first year of arbitration where you could make so much. Second year of arbitration, where you could make so much. Third year of arbitration where you could really make some money. But as, as you know, in, is because they get you all different ways, there was also ways to manipulate to service so yes. that six years actually took seven right. years and all of that. Okay. Oh yes. We all remember the farce of, of the, of the Cubs keeping Chris Bryant down oh. for like 12 days, yeah. you know, like, yeah. what is, what, like, come on or 21 days. And I mean, it's, it happened to so many players, so many players. So, so that is the, the front end of this. And then for a long time, the back end of this worked. So what yeah. happens was teams would overpay. Yep. Uh, big Albert time three agents, Albert Pools and Ryan Howard, and yep. and and you know we could list off dozens of these guys. And yeah. then at the end of the year, at the end of the career, you would look and say, okay, they made their money, right? They made yes. their money. It just didn't make it at the times when they were successful. Right. So like Miguel Cabrera is going to end up making absolutely what he was worth, but yep. it didn't match up to when he was great. Right. Like when he was great, he got paid, you know, significantly right. less. Right. When he was 21 years old and the best hitter in the world, right. he was making like $500,000. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and we're seeing that now, of course, because Juan Soto and, and, yep. uh, and, and Ronald Cunha, who, who actually did sign a, uh, an extended contract. team friendly deal. Though. Very team friendly, very yeah. team friendly. Uh, yeah. But we're seeing these guys who are 21, 22, 20, 19, who are who are already among the best players in baseball, but are not getting paid anything by the standards of what baseball is worth. So, what we've also seen over the last few years, and there's nobody, I don't know how you blame anybody. Teams got smarter. They stopped giving out those 
contracts to 30 year olds to 31. Hey, let me, you know, there's still a handful of those out there, but they start, they realize, why am I going to give a 10 year contract to a 30 year old? So suddenly they were getting hit on both sides. They were, they were not making the money up front and they were not making the money at the end. And suddenly the players looked around and said, what are we going to do? And so I think that, don't you think that is at the starting point of players realizing we have got to fix this system because we are really getting cheated on both sides. Absolutely. I mean, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't uncommon. I remember like a guy like Jason Worth signing right. a signing like a 10 year deal. What, what that would have been. I don't even remember what year, but it would well, maybe it was huge, maybe, a huge amount. Yes. Maybe in 2011, somewhere in that area that would never happen today. Nope. Never. Nobody, but absolute superstar and probably still in their twenties is getting yeah. that kind of money. Yeah. Now these guys are looking at th- like maybe three year deals. If they're able to even get there at all, the, ma- the majority of these players are never, I think the union has 1200 um, players that represents. And the majority of those guys are never going to reach um, six year service time and no. get to the point where they are free agents. Right. So we've got to figure out a way to write, you know, they've got to figure out a way to get these guys paid. And then MLB had this hilarious idea where they were going <laughs> to, they were going to like have a bonus bonus pool money like for guys who were had, were not yet arbitration eligible and then they were going to like divvy it out based on war war yeah <laughs> that was that was sort of one of those like, like what, what exactly are you doing here um yeah really, that was I, I felt bad because i wrote a piece uh earlier this in the summer that said you know these are the we, you and i actually both had a piece on the same day saying that corbin burns was the most valuable player right. in baseball <laughs> and i said you know this this guy these are the most underpaid players in baseball yeah but in no and i and i really and i was using um i love f war i was using that and and i really hope that i mean i, I don't think i'm not arrogant enough to think that mlb would use my research my 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 uh, simple uh calculator math but i really hope it didn't end and i did not i did not mean that you should that you should pay someone <laughs> like relative to their war i was simply saying that corbin burns deserved an enormous raise from yes what he was you know <laughs> like like it was crazy. Um, yeah, because like like a Corbin Burns type who's who's not yet a multimillionaire, say he say he um or maybe he is, but he's not he's not being paid what he's worth. And right. he blows out and that's it. So how do we how do we fix this, Joe? I mean, what do we do? Well, I mean, I look, I think there are some some very interesting ideas out there, and some that the owners have even shown a little bit of interest in, but have not, they haven't gone nearly far enough. But one thing that I'm really interested in is not just raising, but significantly raising the minimum. I yeah. think, I think that's a huge, huge, huge thing to do. I mean, I, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, the, one of the, one of the th- people I heard say, it was like 1 million, the first year, 2 million, the second year, 3 million, the third minimum, that's your minimum. minimum. And yeah. look, that's, that's a, I don't know if that those numbers add up or if there's anything that makes sense with those, but that's sick. If you play three years in the big leagues, you've made $6 million versus now where if you play three years in the big leagues, you've made one and a uh, half 1, million. 1.5, yeah. We right. Tell our listeners that the, the minimum salary right now is $570,000 yeah. uh, and $500. Um, we should also tell our listeners that MLB's national TV contracts will increase from 1.5 billion to 2.5 billion yeah. in the next few years. So yeah. I'm sorry to 2 billion in the next few years. So that's, 
an average of, um, I think, like 17 million extra just from just from national TV revenue. Just from national TV revenue. And that does not necessarily, in fact, it doesn't include expanded playoffs, which I think is a big part of what's coming up because there will be expanded playoffs. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, So, yeah. and, And also not just revenue is going up. To me, a singular moment of the last whatever it is, few years, the Kansas City Royals sold for $1 billion. The Kansas City Royals, who are widely acknowledged to be, you know, if not the least valuable team right there toward the bottom, right? Because because of the market size of Kansas City and so on. Uh, $1 billion. That's basically, that's your price of entry now. Any one of these owners could sell their teams for a billion, two billion, three billion. I mean, the Yankees, Red Sox, and Dodgers might go for ten billion. Who the heck knows? Five billion, right? Yeah. So, so we're we're dealing with unbelievably high numbers. And as you say, players' salaries have been stagnant. I mean, that's yep. that there there has to be a way to fix that. And we can't. And players have they don't get a look inside the owners' books no, to be able to all. see what's fair. So they the players' union has hired economists maybe like forensic uh uh what do you call them uh accountants yeah people trying to figure out what's what's going on here um and it's just it's it's a nightmare um at this point they're they're flying blind trying to say this is what you should pay us this is what you should you know you should um give us and and there and the and another reason why the owners lock the players out is because I mean they the players start losing money the owners the money is pretty much kind of the I mean from the TV deals and the this right. and the that like it's, right. yes it hurts them too to not have fans in the stands but players you know lost um, what they they got their salary uh, prorated last year for sixty games so right. um, you know they're up against it like we're okay right now because it's what December ninth uh, but yeah. If this if if games start getting canceled, that's players' salary that's going down the drain. So. Yeah, it, there's no question. I mean, that would also put hopefully pressure on the owners, but but you know, it's it's a really interesting thing. This is a little bit of a of of a, a, a side topic, but in a lot of ways, you know, for years and years, the players beat the owners in yeah. at these at this game. Marvin Miller, uh, uh, Fear, Donald Fear, and these guys really beat the owners. But one thing that the owners have always been really sort of, you know, almost like, you know, sort of like cleverly good at is that we know exactly what the players make and we don't have any idea what the owners do. Right. So it's a big splashy headline when somebody sides for 200 million or 300 million or, or whatever the case may be. And, Oh my God is is Max Scherzer is getting paid this. I was just going to bring up Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is one of the, on the executive committee of the players association. So he's down there arguing and he just signed a deal that he's going to get 40, (laughs) you know, 43 million a year, 43 million a year. And we all know that. And we don't know what the owners make. So when these things happen, what's in the fans' minds is what the players are making and not what the owners are making. And, and also not fully appreciating, I think, that every dollar that they don't pay the players goes into their own pocket. It's not like that money disappears, right. you right. know? It's just money that just goes right into their pockets. And so so it it's such an uphill battle, yep. I think, for the players in the, in the public eye. Plus, there's you and I have heard this a million times. It's billionaires versus millionaires. I have no use in that. And that's not what this is at all. That's not. First of all, there's a big difference between a billionaire and a millionaire, right? Like, I mean, that's not those two are not really comparable. But 
but you know, so I think really raising the minimum is huge. I do think that you've got to get to the players to free agency quicker. I think yeah. that's, I think that's got to happen. Um, but I also think that something has to be done about competitive, uh, you know, having okay. these teams compete. Right. Okay. I mean, and I don't, and, and what I, where I don't necessarily agree with the players is like the players believe that that could be done, you know, through, through, uh, I don't know. The owners are talking about like a, a, a floor, like a million you know, dollar, floor, yeah. dollar floor, which the players are totally against right. because they're like, let the free market go, but sure. letting the free market go is how you get tanking in yeah. my view, you know? Yeah. Well, there are some things, I mean, that I told, I think one thing we could do that right tomorrow that would work, that would help would be to set up a, a, a lottery draft. Like, in yes, the NBA, totally agree. Like you cannot tank and get, be guaranteed the number one pick. You get right. a certain number of little, little orange balls in the were machine. And then, you know, it, because we got to stop rewarding teams that are like, just trying to get that number one pick, trying to get that Steven Strasburg, that Bryce Harper, that whoever. Um, but you know, you know, you know, I've actually had, because I, I do agree. And I do think yeah. the NBA lottery is an interesting uh, model, but I've actually made the argument. And I think it's really an interesting one that it should be almost exactly the opposite of what it is now, which is the teams that don't make the playoffs hmm. should still be the top picks, but the team that finishes with the best record not making the playoffs gets the number one pick. That's actually a brilliant idea. Joe. Right? Don't, don't you think that's interesting? Like I'm to gonna just steal make that it- I, I'm going to steal that idea <laughs> and pass it off. I have this idea. <laughs> but I think that, I think that would be really, really interesting. Idea. Make, make them win. You got to get the number one. Try. Pick. Right. Try. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I was looking at the pirates roster and I, oh was, my gosh. And I was just like, I could not even, Colin Moran was like their highest paid player and he oh. was making like, like not even making $2 million. And I just thought you've got to be kidding me. And, and no, what I'm, about the Orioles? Like the Orioles at one point literally have no money set out for 2022. You know, I mean, it was. The Orioles, they, that's, a, that's a really interesting franchise because um, Angelos back during the 94, I don't know if you remember this. I mean, like I say this, like you don't remember everything because I know you do <laughs> because you just wrote the baseball 100 and this is your life, but he's pretty progressive on that front and wouldn't yeah. allow um, replacement players. He's right. just, like, no, we're not doing it. So that's interesting that in some levels he, he's for the people and in other levels he's for the profit. I don't know. Well, I think yeah. he's for the profit. I also think that it, frankly, I mean, it's i hate to say this it's kind of smart to tank based yeah. on the system that's out there right now i mean the, yeah. what the cubs did worked what the astros did worked it you did. know and 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 the astros did it the astros to me are the most fascinating one because they just about wrecked the franchise doing it remember sure they did. lost the television deal and yep. that thing was a nightmare and they lost all of their yep. fans basically and they messed up the uh Brady Aiken pick that was a disaster I mean disaster, there were a lot of things, yeah. a lot of things that really could have gone could have gone wrong but then you know I, mean, I remember I was down there a lot when they were deciding between Correa and Buxton and yeah. Jeff, Jeff Luno um who's now you know uh in the witness protection program right Pariah, um, yeah, he, Jeff Luno. he was very like he, he took he took a lot of shit for like taking Correa because he was a lot cheaper um, than Buxton. They were able to use that money on Lance McCullers Jr. that they saved and taking and taking Correa. But he told me, look, I'm not, 
I'm telling Correa is the best player on the board. Like yeah. that's my guy. Yeah. Like I, I would have taken him even if he cost bucks and money. This is like, we're things are changing now. Like we're trying to win, but um, I, that was just a, I digress on that, but yeah. No, I, no. And super interesting. So, yeah. all right. So what the owners have talked about this floor that you mentioned, yeah. uh, they have talked about, they, they sort of, Futzed around a little bit about the about a minimum. They've they've talked a little bit about um, about doing something with the luxury tax, but they don't want to they don't want to mess were, too much. They with were that. talking about raising the floor to hundred million, and right. then but then lowering the luxury tax yeah. from two ten to one eighty, which the which players crazy. were like, yeah. you <laughs> get out of here, no way." Yeah, um, they've showed a, the league has showed a willingness to end like draft pick compensation um, with free agency because the players say it tanks their value when uh, uh, the, you know, obviously the rule is that if you're a free agent, like a Corey Seager or a Max Scherzer or whatever, and they and your team offers you a qualifying offer and you go sign somewhere else, the team that loses you gets a, gets a compensatory pick and right. players don't want that anymore because it, it hurts their market. So the league has shown, has said that they, or owners have said that they're willing to, um, you know, look, look at that and look at free agency being, determined by age which i think is a much better idea like what age but age 27 or 28 or something what happens if you're some late blooming minor leaguer who comes up at age like 25 right like, you're not going to be a free agent until you're like 31 years it, old it's crazy no yeah. it really is and that has happened i mean there are several yeah. late bloomers who, who really did not get to be free agents so they were 32 and basically their value was wrecked already yeah. Uh, yeah. which is a real shame. So where at the end of the day, because I think some of the, yeah. some of the other things that people are talking about, the universal DH, right. the, the expanded playoff, some of these other things, they're all going to kind of work out because both sides kind of know the other side's bluffing, right? Yeah. They all are going to yeah. end up agreeing on that stuff. And the players want to be able to use that as a chip, but the owners kind of know that the players are willing to go there. So I'm not sure yeah. how much any of that, where will I this think, battle come down to? I think that you and I are in agreement that next year we will see expanded playoffs yeah. and we will see a universal DH. Yes. Um, so that's, I think that that's pretty much, it benefits all sides. I mean, it benefits right. all sides. And it might it might be a you know offer more jobs to those in their thirties who you know like Justin Turner types or whoever sure. guys or who who you know maybe they can't play the field anymore but they could hit the crap out of the ball. So right, right. Where is this gonna Where is it gonna stick? Um, where, yeah. What is the battle going to be over? I think the battle is over the luxury tax. The the, yeah. the you know where that where that lands. I think the players mm-hmm. would love to get that off the books. They won't. I don't think the owners yeah. will give it up. No. Um, uh, I don't think the players are in love with the salary floor, but they might end up having to walk into one because I just don't think they're going to get a lot of movement from the owners on other, other ways to prevent tanking and, and yep. spending money. Uh, and I think the owners want that for themselves because I, I think you're right. I think the rich owners, the owners of the Dodgers and Yankees, and they're sick of the pirates and, yeah. and Orioles not spending any money. So, so I think that's, that's part of it too. I yeah. think, I think that the minimum is going to go up. So I think it will. And I think it will in a, in a meaningful way, you know, and, and it won't go up from five seventy to 600. It'll right, it might, right, right. It'll, go, it'll up. go up, up at least 700, maybe, or more, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just not, it's, I mean, I care. I am, I know a lot of people it's, it's hard to stomach, you know, 
people who are normal folks who aren't making that much money, it's hard for me to say, oh, they're only making five hundred dollars. Well, compared to what the owners are making, that's peanuts. So, <laughs> yeah. And not for nothing. I think where the players are at a disadvantage is they only have like a five or six year that's right. window to make at money. Most, owners, at most, yeah. And the owners have owned these teams for decades, so they can play the long game. No pun intended with my uh, newsletter, but there you go. You know, they can just say, "Well, we're just going to play this out and whatever, and we 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 don't care if we reap benefits thirty years down the road, but whatever." When these players need money now, my fear is that the players' union could fracture um, with those who have already, you know, signed their signed their contracts and gotten their money, and those who haven't. Um, definitely a weird situation to be in right now with this lockout with all these free agents like are they all i mean is it are they going to come to an agreement on march 31st the day before the season starts and then and then it's like hungry hungry hippo is trying to sign like <laughs> like all like who's gonna get kershaw who's gonna get korea who's gonna get like i mean what's gonna happen it's wild it's wild well, i know the question i get asked the most and, yeah. and i'm sure the question you get asked the most Will this will this cost games? Will this cost right. any games of the season? Yep. Where, where is this thing going? All right, so let me give you my thought, and I would love to hear, obviously, sure. your thought. I'm bizarrely optimistic, and I don't know if that's because it's December and mm-hmm. we have time and, and that, but here's what I was thinking. Because of the big run-up to this, this, uh, this lockout, with all of the signings, with Seeger so and with, yeah, so it, was, it was so wild. And it tells you that these owners are flush, right? I mean, it tells you yes. that they're flush. The Texas so- Ranger is promising like half a billion dollars <laughs> in a 48-hour yeah. span. And the, yeah, and they're the Rangers for and crying they're trash. out loud. And they're like, we're just, yeah, we're, if the Texas Rangers have a half a bill lying around to spend, come yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, really. So, yeah. so I, my feeling on it is with that situation, with a little bit of time, I'm a little bit optimistic that this is not going to get into the season. I could see it cutting a little bit into spring training and, but I just feel like the owners, I think the owners could be, if, if they have any of it in them, they can be a little bit generous here because they they're in really, really good position and they don't want to mess it up. And as you pointed out, television revenues are skyrocketing and they are about to get this big, boom with a with an expanded playoffs i think so i'm i'm a little bit optimistic uh, along those lines but i also realize that hey you know what happens somebody says something there's some hard feelings uh the players feel like they're getting you know cheated and then and then the players go hey we're closing in on the season we're about to have uh the power in this in this relationship and, you know, and, and things can go really wrong. I don't know. But I'm at yeah. this moment, I'm optimistic. How about you? Well, before I, I actually you said something that made, made me think, I'm curious how many of these like mid-level players are going to go and like sign in Japan and just right? say, like, forget this. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, you know what I mean? Fringe got like guys who get a couple, you know, uh, could get a major league deal here. Right. But they're like, I don't want to sit around while these jerks argue um, right right especially i can't get a guarantee which i'm sure a lot of these guys like hey i'll get a major league invite but you know forget right. it i'm not going to do that. that's interesting I think the, the minor league right now you you can teams are allowed to sign not non-roster uh players who are not covered by the unions onto minor league deals up to four million dollars like so you can do that but yeah i mean so that's what 
I, I tend to agree. I think because it's December ninth uh, uh, right now, um, I am I'm I'm optimistic as well. I also think that you know look, they just came off COVID. They just came off a year where fans weren't in the stands and how miserable that was. And I think it would just be colossally stupid timing yeah. to have a to have Colossal. a loss. Um, that hasn't stopped owners from doing colossally stupid <laughs> things before. No, it hasn't. But like, they just need to throw some of these guys a bone. This, but the, the, they all know that the the way that these guys are being paid is backwards. That right. like, you know, the Juan Sotos, the Ronald Acuna's, the Mike Trout's. Well, Mike Trout's getting paid, but you know that those guys, the best t- Tatis is getting paid too. But like, the best player should be making more than five hundred thousand dollars a year right. um, while they're young. And I don't know. I don't know how they can carve out exceptions for certain players. You've got to raise the minimum. You've got to expand the playoff. Like you've just got to come up with more ways to make money and then give that money to the players. And then everybody goes, goes home, walks away happy. Um, I don't know. The owners also want an international draft. Like there's a lot of stuff that's being like floated about, but I think like the nuts, if I had to say, will will the games start on time on April 1st, I would say yes. Yeah. if things, if there's been no movement by spring training, I'll be, I'll be really nervous. Yeah, that's right. I think we start, that's the time to be nervous. I think February 25th or something, if we've made no progress and this yeah. all feels, then it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. Now we're cutting into spring training and, <laughs> and then, you know, you can't start the season on time. And I mean, that's what, that's what, but right now we're optimistic. We're, we're optimistic people. I'm just envisioning like a jump cut of our podcasts of like, here we are December. Oh, we're happy. You know, everybody's good. <laughs> we're both smiling. We're both like, no problem. You know, like mid December, we're like, well, this got leaked and that's so great. January, yeah. we're like, oh, uh, yeah, this is a yeah, <laughs> we're both drunk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, the, the music starts just getting slower yeah. and sadder as we go. Canceling and- our trips to spring training, <laughs> like, just you know, I got a cigarette for the first time in my life, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, no, that could happen. That that definitely could happen. All right, Molly. Well, you know yeah. what? We this is so fun. We'll do this yeah. again, right? I'll, I'll, we'll do it all the time. All uh, the hopefully time. there will be news. I hope there will be news. I hope there will be news and things for us to talk about. But here we go. So, Molly, this was great. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you soon, Joe.